Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight as we are going to be breaking down the scrimmage that was today at LSU. A lot, a lot to break down. A lot of good things, a lot of things that need improving. Uh, but all in all, a very, very good day, in my opinion, for this LSU Tigers team. Very, very, very good day, in my opinion, for this Tigers team. The offense shined a lot early and often. I told this, I'm pretty sure, to um, Buddy Sanji. At practice, they the, the entire team came out today fired up and ready to go. It was high intensity and a lot of focus. They looked good today. I will say this. I, did, I do not remember a practice last season as good as this one. Now, the defense struggled during the scrimmage. That's fine. But I think the things that they were doing are completely... And I mean completely and utterly fixable. Completely fixable. So that's something great to build off of. So we will be breaking down pretty much, guys, the entire scrimmage. So the scrimmage breakdown, LSU scrimmage breakdown, the quarterback battle, who stood out, who did not. I don't want to say who did not, uh, who didn't stand out. But we, I'm sure we'll get to a, 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 a maybe some guys that um, – we didn't see a lot of today. Uh, things that I think or we think that need to be improved upon. Uh, the snap later on in the scrimmage from uh, Garrett Dellinger uh, is one big one. Uh, we will get to that as well. 
and hashtag AskBlake. So if you have any questions, you have any thoughts, you have any concerns, fire them in inside the Rudy Crew chat, and we'll try to get to as many of them as we can unless Zach is texting his little girlfriend again. Hey, baby, what you doing? Oh, nothing, Zach. I'm not doing anything. Are you coming over after Mr. Blake's show? Yeah, baby, I'm going to come over. Okay, I'll see you then, baby. Okay. I'm telling you, man, it's crazy. So we will be breaking down a lot. It was a really fun day. Nice weather. I mean, it was hot when you were in the sun, but it felt good when you were in the shade. I'll tell you that much. Let's get to a couple comments, though, before we do go ahead and get started. Keaton, look at Keaton being a proud man. Uh, Look at Keaton. Shout out to (laughs) Keaton on YouTube, who was the biggest Miles Brennan fan uh, probably a bigger Miles Brennan fan than Miles Brennan himself says, I apologize to all of the members of the Jaden Daniels wave. You should. Elwin says, and the starter is, well, we'll get to that right after the break. Cause that's the first thing we're leading off with is the quarterback battle. Um, Dilly Sanders from go two, four, seven says, hashtag ask Blake, who is the second tallest person employed by go two, four, seven. I think that is you, sir if I'm not mistaken. But nobody is taller than that big tree. (laughs) Uh, Glenn West. Glenn's a good dude, man. We need to get him back on the show. Buster Tanner says, Hashtag asks, Blake, should we be worried about Gary Dellinger? We will get to that, I promise you. No. (laughs) No, you shouldn't be worried about Gary Dellinger in the snaps. Not one bit. Uh, Jay on YouTube says, Always hashtag... Or, or quotes, I should say, smashing and liking. You know you should smash and like that button. You already know. Bayou State Sports on YouTube says, the corners seem to have a little more depth than we thought. That's absolutely 1,000% true. Blaine Smith so, says, so is Bradford struggling? No, he is not. Offense had a massive day. He's a part of that. He's 100% a part of that. You got to give it to him, man. You got it. You got to give it to him. He 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 looked he looked good. He looked very 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 good. So let's do this, Zach, because the last time we broke down the scrimmage, it literally took me the entire hour. Um, because I got a lot I got to say. So let's pay the bills and then we'll get started. But before we do that, there's so many of you right now watching us live on Facebook. Hit the like and share. Share to all of those social media. Uh, groups share to your own platforms we've had over 5,000 views per show a night on Facebook I want all 5,000 of you to hit that like and share button if you're listening to us on YouTube subscribe button notification bell if you're listening to us on the tune in app shout out to our good partners over at believe we are now not only on XM radio but the tune in app just go to believe sports and you can listen back to all of our content. If you listen to us on the audio podcast platform, write, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff as well. Also, I dropped a massive uh, package, pause, but a, a lot of more tidbits uh, on the AYS forum. So if you want to know what my initial thoughts are when we walk right out of practice, subscribe to AYSSnetwork.com. That's AYSSnetwork.com. Guys, it's only $7 a month. 
I give you all my feedback, things I hear in recruiting and stuff like that. So you should go and subscribe to that today. So let's pay these bills. We got a lot to touch on. Talk about our good friends over at GM Bardo and Sons and BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Full Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Graffino, sit you on by. All right, let's get this thing started, y'all. Let's get this thing started, y'all. Hit the like, hit the share. Do it right now. Everybody, stop, collaborate, and listen. Hit the like and share. We greatly appreciate it when you do that. Donald Kelly Jr. says, yeah, the form helped me get through the day today. Telling you, man, a lot of content on AYSSnetwork.com. Jay says, hashtag ask Blake, whose arse did BK get into today? He got in a lot of arses. Pause. Uh, BK was fired up today, and he and he mentioned why he did that. Guys, this is practice 12, and, and he expects more from these guys in practice 12. The, the one thing that I have seen from Brian Kelly that I do really like uh, is just the level of accountability, man. Put your helmet on on the sidelines. Tie your freaking shoes. Don't don't walk off the field. Jog off the field. It is night and day different. You know, I I, I was thinking this today on the way home. You know, because we covered Orgeron, honestly and truthfully, um, in my entire career when we launched AYS in 2017, Ed Orgeron was the only coach I knew. Like, I had never been around another head coach. I'd never seen one. Uh, at LSU, up close and personal. And he is the complete opposite of Ed Orgeron. He will get off in your ass like Ed did, Pauls, but he is the complete difference. His attention to detail is... Man, I just want to say it's elite. The one thing that I've noticed, too, about Brian Kelly is he can coach every position on the field. Running back had issues, coaching him up. Quarterbacks have issues, coaching him up. O-line has issues, coaching them up. D-line, coaching them up. You can go down every position group, and Brian Kelly literally can coach them all. And, I, I, like, probably at an elite level. 
You know, where Saban's more on defense, and Saban doesn't get credit for – y'all really think that Saban's not in those offensive game plan meetings? You think he's only talking with the defense? Get, get out of here. Get out of here. Saban has his hands in everything. So does Brian Kelly. That has been my takeaway from him so far. And I really, really do like it. Okay, so let's get to this scrimmage. But I'm going to get to Jason Morgan's comment first because he sends us $9.99 via Super Chat. He says, enjoying the accountability that Kelly is bringing and how he's not scared to call out mistakes unlike O. Very true. Very, very true. O did too now. I- I'm not going to take that away from O. And Jason, thank you so much for the Super Chat. I'm not going to take that away from O. But it's just that I don't think Orgeron could go up to Kayshawn Bouti and tell him how to run the route better. You, you get what I'm saying? There's no way that Orgeron's teach, teaching Kayshawn how to run a route better. BK can. That's the difference. That's the difference in head coaches that you're getting. It's not a shot at O. Guys, it's just the truth. It's just 100% the truth. Okay, so listen. Let's get to this, um, this scrimmage and these details. Look, I, I think that we need to come to a realization but, guys, I, I really think, and I know that there's a lot of people in Garrett Nussmeyer's camp. I think that there's a lot of people in Jane Daniels's camp. But there's one thing that's for certain. You shouldn't be rooting against or for either one of these young men. I thought both of them had really good days. I thought one had a better one. That's Jaden Daniels. If you don't believe me and you want to believe other people that were there, multiple media members posted on Twitter that they thought that Jane Daniels won the day. Guys, he did. It's not close. The offense has run better, especially in the RPO game when Jane Daniels is in there. Garrett Nussmeyer has gotten so much better. This is what happened today where I think it's separated. Is Jane Daniels, for as much as he has been, labeled as strictly a runner, the only, and I'm quoting a lot of you here, the only thing that he does is run. Well, someone's going to have to tell me today what happened then because he was lighting them up. Lighting them up. Now, these are my unofficial stats. I know that multiple people that were there today have their stats and they may differ. I'm not disagreeing with them. I'm not disagreeing with them. Maybe I miscalc- we miscalculated something, or maybe they did, but it's a roundabout. The first drive today went eight plays, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Jane Daniels went five of six, 62 yards, one rush for 14 yards. Neighbors had two catches. Booty, Jenkins, Taylors all had a catch in that order in that first drive. Noah Kane had two rushes for five yards and a tutty. It was impressive. It was very, very, very impressive watching that young man throw the football. Hey, guys, they did a play action, and I'm pretty sure Leah Van, I don't know where Leah works, um, not the athletic, maybe the advocate. I know that she posted a video. LSU comes in this, like, pistol formation. They run a, a bootleg, if you will. I don't know if that's what you want to call it, but play action. You had Kayshawn that was the deepest receiver. He was covered. You had uh, Mason Taylor that was the second receiver or technically receiver 
that that Daniels could have gone to when you had somebody in the flat. Guys, all three of those position groups were covered. And the defense was not was scared that if they go after Jane because he's a runner, that he's going to obliterate them in the passing game. Guys, he did both. He ran for 14 yards. They run the same type of play a couple plays later. They come up and try to defend the run. He throws a pass to Kayshawn Bouti. First down. Highly impressive. Highly impressive. Guys, I, I've said this over the last week, and it's coming more and more into fruition now. If the game were to be played today, Jaden Daniels is your starter. A lot of you have concerns about Jaden Daniels throwing the football. I don't know what Brian Kelly and Joe Sloan did to Jaden Daniels, which I don't think he was a bad intermediate passer to start off with. I think it was below average to maybe average. Well, guys, he's he's above average right now. Now, what's crazy is he was sitting in the pocket. It's not when you see Jane Daniels throw the football, it is not going to be like watching Joe Burrow throw it. It's not going to be like Tom Brady. He doesn't have the biggest of arm when it comes to velocity on these intermediate throws like a Josh Allen or like before the injuries of Miles Brennan. But it doesn't matter because the ball is always getting there. There was a corner route ran to Kyron Lacey a couple series later. That was, it was literally LSU ran a cover two. And when Kyron land, ran the little I say corner, but it might have been even more of a little bit more of an out route, but he kind of broke it off. It looked more like a corner route. He throws it above, or he throws it to where the corner can't jump up and bat it down. And it was in front of the safety, right where the receiver was. Beautiful throw. You know where that throw came from? The pocket. Jaden Daniels was not looking to run today. He would, go, he, he would go through his progressions, and if it dictated where no one was open and he felt the rush, he hightailed it out of there. And guys, here's the truth. They couldn't stop him. They couldn't stop him. The separation for me, and I'm going to get to, I'm going to get to Garrett Nussmeyer because I thought he had a really good day too, where I think the separation for me happened was when Garrett Nussmeyer got past the 50-yard line and the pressure started getting to him a little bit, meaning the pass rush, the old stuff came back out, meaning that the gunslinger came back out in him. There were two passes today that should have been picked off, but I get it, woulda, coulda, shoulda. The problem, though, the problem, the problem with that, though, is Jane Daniels didn't make that mistake. Right? Jaden, if he didn't have his three reads and he felt the pressure, he was out of there. Guys, he looks really good. Now, I'm going to get to Garrett Nussmeyer after this. If Jaden Daniels does translate what he's doing in these practices into these games, meaning if we continue to see the consistency from him, like we've been seeing, guys, you're going to win nine games. No doubt in my mind, you're going to win nine games. You might you might slip up one. You might win be an eight-win team. 
You might even win one you're not supposed to. But this whole narrative right now of Blake saying, oh, well, Jane Daniels this, Jane Daniels that, or, or Miles Brennan this, Miles Brennan that, who's not here anymore, or Garrett Nussmeyer this, Garrett Nussmeyer that, then ask everybody else what they saw. Ask Garrett Nussmeyer, I mean, ask everybody else what they saw. Let's flip over to Garrett Nussmeyer. Garrett Nussmeyer looked really sharp. He looked really sharp in the red zone on seven on seven. The problem with what some people posted on Twitter today in videos, seven on seven is fine and dandy until you put those big hog mollies up front and a pass rush starts getting to you. Guys, it doesn't matter when you can sit in the pocket and do whatever you want. When you have guys around this league, guys, we're not the only team that has a Mason Smith. We're not the only team that has a B.J. Ojolari in the SEC. Will Anderson also exists. Arkansas Steel has guys like Drew Sanders, who if you think Drew Sanders is a scrub, you better go pop in that Alabama Ole Miss film. You're welcome. He can come off the edge. He can play middle linebacker, whatever you want him to do. Guys, there are a lot of good players in this league. That is why the SEC wins so damn much is because they dominate in the trenches. Garrett did good things. Now, let me go into Garrett's stats that I have. And this, again, unofficial, unofficial. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Let me make this very clear again to people that are just watching us. This is what I wrote down. Someone wants to come out and refute us? <laughs> sounds good. If they have the evidence, sounds good. Go with them. This is just what I saw and I wrote down. So I, I just wanted to say that again. In the second drive, this is with the second team. So obviously, Jaden went with the first team, and then Garrett would come in with the second team. Six plays, 55 yards, and they had to settle for a field goal. Nussmeyer went four or five for 51 yards. The problem is, is once he passed the 50, he couldn't complete the pass that they needed to on third down. Williams and, God, and Goodwin had two rushes for no yards, and uh, Ramos missed a field goal. Then you would turn right around, and this was a Nussmeyer and Jane Daniels combined first-team reps. The third drive is what separated everything. Jane Daniels went 2 of 2 for 36 yards and one rush for 17 yards on a 10-play drive. Once LSU got past, once LSU got past the 50-yard line, uh, uh, Jane Daniels was taken out. Garrett Nussmeyer was put in. Nussmeyer enters the game. I, and, and quite honestly, you could say this is more like a 12-play drive because they kind of went re-went over the snaps. This is the drive that Garrett Dellinger had two bad snaps. Uh, Garrett Nussmeyer went one of two for 20 yards, one catch that was made by Amari Goodwin, and he completely, Amari Goodwin completely flatlined Jared Bernard Converse and got inside the five-yard line. After that, this team couldn't do anything. I, so much so, I think there was either one or two times that Garrett had to call a timeout. This was what also was interesting with me. The play clock was not an issue when Jaden was in there. They had a running play clock uh, in the or, or where the, uh, the quarterbacks could see. Guys, they were snapping the ball 30 seconds remaining, 25 seconds remaining. Coaches had headsets on. 
signals were being relayed. Jane Daniels, bop, 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 bop. It was in, it was out of there. There was no miscommunication like there was later in jobs for Garrett. That's not a shot. Garrett is a damn good passer. If Garrett Musmeyer has to come in the game against Florida State or really any team, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm to the point right now, and I, uh, Zach, write this time down for me in the show, please. Whatever time in the show that we're in right now, write this down because I want to clip this just so we can push this out for tomorrow morning. It does not matter to me. It does not matter to me which young man starts. I think that both of them give you a very good chance of winning football games. I just think that there's a slim margin. And maybe as this continues to go on, where Jane Daniels is above Garrett Nussmeyer. The biggest thing for me has been what Jane does, not just in the passing game, guys, is what he can do with his legs when he deems it necessary to get outside the pocket and run. I want to make everybody known about, or let everybody know about this too. I know a lot of people are worried about, a lot of people are worried about what is going to happen when Jane Daniels takes a hit in the SEC. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. I want to see it too. I want to see how he reacts when he gets hit. Just like I want to see Garrett when he gets hit. We saw him against Arkansas. I want to see more of it. I want to see more of it. Guys, they got to catch him first. They got to catch Jane Daniels first. But I'm to the point right now for me. It doesn't matter which young man starts. I just give the edge to Jane Daniels. We're going to get to a lot of these comments, I promise you. I just want to break it down. I, we talked about some good things. Now let's talk about one thing that we need to, that they need to work on. And then I'll, we'll, we'll do it that way. We'll go good, bad, good, work on, good, work on, good, work on. That way we're kind of getting all this in here. I thought the defense was out of position a lot. A lot. I thought your front seven, your front seven, majority of the time got dominated. Now, the interior, the interior of the offensive line, I thought pretty much held their own outside of the running game. You got to give Jaqueline Roy, Jacoby and Guillory, and Mason Smith a lot of credit for stopping the interior run. The problem with that, though, is, is they didn't give a, get a good enough inside pass rush on critical situations pretty much all day long. Now, if you missed it, I posted, I posted a video of an inside run, inside zone is what they call it, but inside run from Amari Goodwin. That interior line blocked it flawlessly. Even so much so, Brad Davis was jumping up and down. So was Brian Kelly because it's, guys, that play that we showed, and there's a reason why I posted that clip. It's blocked flawlessly. Flawlessly. If that offensive line, especially in the interior, continues to do what they're doing, they're going to be fine. I don't, I know Brian Kelly talked about in his press conference not changing things up on the offense, or especially, or the, he talked about changing up on the O-line. I got to tell you, I think that that might be, uh, you got to get more reps. I get it. You got to get more guys in there. 
This offensive line has done well. Let's see what happens when these other guys get in here. This is the second scrimmage that we've been to where I wasn't blown away by the interior defensive line. Yeah, they looked okay in the running game. But man, I expect more from them. I expect more from them. I expect more of Jaqueline Roy being in the backfield along with Mason Smith and Jacoby and Guillory. So with all of that being said, guys, they're going to be fine. They got to step it up, scrimmage three. They got to step it up. One thing, though, they did do well is there was a couple times when Mason Smith lined up at the zero nose. And that's when the snaps for Garrett Dellinger started getting a little haywire. I mean, man, when you got Mason Smith on the zero nose, so people who don't know what a zero nose is, it is a defensive lineman legitimately head-to-head, head-up with the center. I want to talk about this center play. Zach, write this down, this, this time down too. Guys, center is a position I, I played my entire life. It's a position that I love. I watch religiously. I could talk center play probably 24 hours a day. That's how much I love it, played it. Would If, I, if God gave me the ability, would go back and do it again if I could. I'm not worried about Garen Delegate and his snaps. Guys, he's never snapped a day before in his life. He's only been doing it for two weeks. You got to have a little patience. I would be more aggravated if he couldn't get the play calls or protection calls down and got a good snap off versus him getting a good snap off and not knowing the protections and what to do and blocking at a high level. Because it's, it's different. You can teach a man to snap. Right? Like, you, he's going to be fine there. He's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. No, I'm not say, shaving the beard, Jason. Jason Brumfield says, shave the beard, play center for LSU. No, I'm not doing it. He's going to be fine. I don't worry about that. Back to a good one. That's, see? That's a good transition. Back to a good one. Hmm. Back to a good point. Thought the running backs did good. Thought they caught the ball well out of the backfield. Amari Goodwin truck-sticking Jarek Bernard Converse on the sidelines. He doesn't look like he's giving max effort or he's running fast. But my God, does he... (laughs) Man, it's crazy because it doesn't look like he's going full speed. But man, I tell you, he covers a lot of ground. Uh, I know that there's probably some questions in here about John Emery. Um... Guys, he got passed up right now. Mm. And I hate that for John. Let, let's. <sighs> let's see if he can pick it up. Let's see if he can pick it up. He, guys, he's your third running back right now. He, he is your third running back right now. And. If I'm being completely truthful, I don't know. I don't know if you don't give a little Josh Williams some more carries. Guys, I'm sorry. 
He's got to get more consistent. He's got to get in that playbook. He's got he's got to make catches. He's got to make tough runs. Put your head deal, head down like a good one. See, these are the differences. These are the differences when you're in a position battle, right? When Garrett down when Garrett Nussmeyer puts the ball in harm's way a couple of times, and Brian Kelly said that there was two interceptions in the red zone in the last practice that the media wasn't there for. You that small plays like Amari Goodwin, Amari Goodwin running over Jared Bernard Converse is what wins you is legitimately what wins you a position battle. I don't know, man. I I I I I don't know. I I think he needs. I think he needs to pick it up some, guys. If I'm being dead honest, if I'm being dead honest. So, all in all, I thought it was a really good day. I thought I thought the linebackers covered well in space. You know, like guys, you got you know, and I posted this one too. And you know, I love him. I mean, he comes on the show all the time. But I got to give Mike Jones Jr. a shout out. Um, Mike Jones is running with receivers at his size. Kyron Lacey goes in the slot and he's, yes, is he a step behind him? Sure, he's a linebacker. But he's right there in coverage. I'm glad he makes the right read. There is something too. A lot of what LSU did today is their base stuff. And they're going to run more two tight end sets, 12 personnel, more than you're probably comfortable with. Mason Taylor had a damn strong day. A damn strong day. I thought, I, I thought Mike Jones Jr. got his zip on his fastball back. You know, he, he got a little nicked up, but he's back and he was full speed and he was ready to go. He was ready to go. I will tell you, though, <laughs> Harold Perkins is coming. Harold Perkins, the five-star the five-star linebacker for the state of Texas, that young man is unbelievable. If that young man puts it all together, he is the next Devin White. You guys know I don't like making statements like that. He is the next... Great Patrick Queen. He is the next great linebacker at LSU. And I, for anyone that's watched this show religiously over the 518 episodes that we've done, you know that I don't like making very bullish statements like that. But I continue to see him make play after play after play. And I understand, and he's running with the second string, and I understand it's against second string offensive linemen. It's against second-string uh, running backs, quarterbacks, and stuff like that. But y- you don't teach that kind of speed at linebacker. And he made some good plays. Do I think that he's going to start? No. Do I think that he can rotate in some? If you're playing a team like Tennessee and you got to rotate your backers in and out? Yes. Yes. I do. I 100% do. 
Going to be very interesting to see. Zach, start starring as many comments as you can, and we'll get to as many of them uh, as we can. Just fire fire them in here as well, but star them up. KMC says, hashtag ask Blake, were they in 10 personnel at all? Not today, they weren't. Guys, and look, this is... This is, um, they were running a lot of their base stuff. I expect more install stuff to start coming within the next two weeks. But guys, Garrett, and I posted this video too. You got to get Garrett Nussmeyer running the zone read, picking up a first down. Guys, it's not as big. The separation in this quarterback battle is not, is not by much. Garrett Dellinger, is, I mean, Garrett, Garrett Nussmeyer is going to be a good quarterback. He just needs some more time. If that young man can wait it out, I think he could be something special. And I still think he's going to play a lot. I think he's going to play. It's a very close race, guys. It's a very, very close race between Garrett Nussmeyer and Jaden Daniels. Uh, Zach Ross says Malik Neighbor is going to make it impossible to uh, uh, always double Kayshawn Boutier. So let's talk about the receivers. Uh, Malik Neighbors didn't have as big of a day as he normally has, but you know who did have a huge day was Jeray Jenkins. Uh, Brian Kelly talked about him today and called him out in his press conference. And he like taps the mic. <laughs> it's so funny. Brian Kelly taps the mic. It's like, hey, can Jeray hear me? I be, Like basically saying... I, the same Jeray Jenkins that showed up today, if that Jeray Jenkins shows up, he's going to be a stud. And guys, today he was. I Jeray Jenkins got pissed off. Him and Makai Garner were going back and forth, play after play, and Jeray Jenkins got pissed off. He got locked in. He got focused, and he dominated everybody out there. Second time... In this in this offseason where they've gone to a scrimmage formation, I thought the offense won. Jeray Jenkins was the dude today. By the way, by the way, since we're talking receivers, guess who's back? Back again. Seven's back. Tell a friend. Kayshawn's back. Kayshawn's back. Kayshawn's back. Kayshawn's back. He wouldn't be the third wide receiver at Ohio State. I saw you, Rudy Poo, Ohio State fan, saying, Kayshawn Booty will be the third receiver at Ohio State. Bro, your mascot's a nut. (laughs) No paws. A buck nut. Kayshawn Booty. Jackson Smith and Jigba is a good receiver. So is Kayshawn. It took your guys' receivers last year, three weeks after Kayshawn Booty got hurt, to catch him in touchdown receptions. By the way, we found out today it's not Kayshawn Booty. It's Kayshawn Booty. That's how he says it's pronounced. We're going to call him Kayshawn Booty. You could say that Booty, Booty, Booty was rocking everywhere. He didn't have the catches but you can just tell, man, like, Kayshawn's getting back to that being that dude. <laughs> and, all right? And, and, and. 
guys, this wide receiver room's freaking freaking good. It's freaking good. Jack Besh is still out. Jay McGeezy. Uh, Jason Morgan sends us another super chat. How many super chats we going to get in this thing? You heard me? Thank you, Jason. He says, what does Emory Jones look like? A potential first round pick? Potential? <laughs> I'm not going that far yet. Uh, Jason, I think he looks great. I, I, um, I think he can work himself into the two deep. Um, I think he can work himself into the two deep. Uh, can he be the guard that tr that rotates in left and right guard? I don't know that. Let me t let me tell you this though, I don't want him and Emory him. I don't want Emory Cam Emory Campbell, Emory Jones and Will Campbell on the same side of the football if he's got to go in. Because Will Campbell and Traymond Shorts, your left guard, they're not coming out of the game. The best thing that could have happened to Will Campbell, the best thing, was that LSU went and got Traymond Shorts because he's learning a lot from Traymond. Traymond is a smart football player, man. A smart football player. So, with that being said, in my opinion, it's the best thing that could have happened to him. Eric Wright says, I'm hearing more Goodwin and Kane, hardly none of Emory. There you go. It's true. Dustin Jenkins sends us some stars via Facebook. Thank you so much, good sir. Uh, Tigers Avenue podcast. This is Zach, our producer, who has a Blake Rafino poster. You know, I asked Zach, what, oh, I can't make fun of Zach anymore. Damn it, Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear, I go, 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 okay, baby. Oh, Mr. Blake. Damn, this is so hard. I can't make fun of Zach. Shit. <sighs> Zach says, hashtag ask Blake, are you worried about the defense after today? No, because I would rather, I, I, I would rather... See, um, you know what's funny? Lane Kiffin, last offseason, I remember listening to this because I thought it was so interesting. Lane Kiffin last year said his offense was, was dookie and the defense was dominating. And you had media backing him up on that. <laughs> he goes, guys, I, I didn't think we were going to score. We were going to score a, a touchdown all season. All season. Um, I'm not worried about it, man. Some of the, a lot of this stuff is one thing I did notice that was interesting. Both Ali Gay and BJ Ojolari stood up on the outside on passing downs and passing situations. They're moving the line, meaning you would hear Mike Jones Jr. says, will just scream. He'll be like, move. And they're moving right before the snap starts. When that was happening today, Garrett Dellinger would make a um, a new protection call, and if he didn't see something, Jaden would walk to the line of scrimmage and check it, let Gell uh, Dellinger know, and it would get picked up. Guys, you you can't. This is another thing too with Jaden. You can't replicate thirty starts at any level in college football. 
Because I, 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 get, I get and I understand that he's playing against the Pac-12. I would legitimately get that. But, guys, we have seen really good quarterbacks come from smaller-level schools and dominate in the NFL, win Heisman trophies. Louisville's not a – I mean, it's a, Louisville's a big school, but Lamar Jackson's a freaking stud. We've seen the Carson Wentz's and the Josh Allen's that went to freaking Wyoming. Is the NFL not tougher than the SEC? They got to catch him. Good luck with that. Good, good luck with that. Tell your accountant about how fast Jane Daniels is. You got to be able to catch him. It's not going to be easy. I promise you that. Jason Morgan says another four ninety nine. Jason, DM me. Shoot. I don't have the stickers with me because I, I, I mailed them all off. Jason, the AYS stickers, DM me your address. I'm going to send you one. Jason Morgan sends another four ninety nine on via Super Chat. He says, how was Xavier Carter today? Didn't play. Or if he did play, uh, 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 Jason, I didn't notice him. He said, kick and play. He's got speed like Chase on. Yeah, he didn't He didn't play today. So, um, very, very interesting. Uh, yeah, Ollie Gay, man, looks good. But here's the thing, though, man. This O-line has, has shown that they can hold up. They can hold up. I'll give them credit for that. Okay, we're going to talk more about the scrimmage. Fire in any questions you have right now. Any question you have about a player, scheme, whatever, put inside the Rudy Crew chat, hashtag AskBlake, and we'll get to as many of them as we can. Let me tell you, though, about my good friend John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage, gmfsmortgage.com, 225-614-1234. If you're buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or if you even want to do a cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John Patton from GMFS Mortgage today. Tell him your good friend Blake Rafino sent you on by. Okay. Let's talk about it. my good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm and my good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Guys, we will be back literally in one minute and 30 seconds to continue to talk about today's scrimmage with LSU. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. 
They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. All right, let's get to as many of these as we can. We'll be wrapping up in about 10 minutes. Our good friend Mike Scarborough and Buddy Sanji will be doing their show live from the Tiger Bait Studios. Mike's, uh, uh, what do you call those, guns will be there uh, as well, so he tells, so he tells me. Uh, a good friend, Ed, says, hashtag ask Blake, have you ever seen BK at a frat party looking for a kicker and was NIL involved? No, I have not. <laughs> no, I have not. What's up, buddy? Come here. Oh! No, Ed, I have not. I, I will tell you, though, man, I am getting a little concerned about special teams. You know, Jay Bramblett, I'm not really worried about Jay Bramblett, um, but I am starting to get a little worried, if I'm being dead honest. Hey, kind of doobies, eh? <laughs> What's up, Tony? Hey, say hey, Uncle Tony. He says, send me a sticker to put on my hard hat. All right, I'll send you one. Send me your address, Tony, or where you're, wherever you're at. Uh, Zach says this. You're right, Zach. I should have mentioned this. Major Burns has been having a big freaking camp. A big camp. Big camp. <laughs> um, taking over for, for um, Joe Fouché, he's looked really good. Can that young man stay healthy? That is the only question. I'm Yep. Uh, Aunt Marshall says, hashtag ask Blake, what about uh, Nathan Dilpert? Haven't really seen him kick too much. Um, I, again, and I, I'm a little worried about special teams at the at this exact moment. Let's see what they do as camp continues to go on, but it's not looking so hot right now at the current moment. That can easily change. Jason Morgan sends 999 via Super Chat. He says, what did the safety room look like? Who stood out? I, I thought Jay Ward was kind of okay today, but I think Major Burns uh, looked the best, was always in position today. Uh, and he asked if Matthew Langwa got any reps. Not to my knowledge with the ones he was in there with the twos. He was splitting some reps. Edward Ostis hashtag asked Blake, how did our defensive end look? Uh, they looked as if when the offensive line got um, <laughs> their hands on them, uh, they didn't do so hot. Look, Anthony Bradford's a big is a big dude, man. Anthony Bradford is a big dude, and when he gets those paws on you, it's over with. Right? Right. I mean, it's over. Uh, Doug knows says the kicking game worries. Yeah, I got a lot of them. I, I don't like. I, I don't like it. Blake Schilling sends us $9.99 via Super Chat. Thank you so much, sir. Charlie Viator says, how does Sage Ryan look? Um, Sage has been getting beaten coverage a little too much for me. Uh, he was been in the slot. He's done some good things in the slot. 
He's really athletic. I think he just needs to get better with some of his coverage skills. If he can do that, if, if Sage Ryan can do better in the cover part of it, he will come up and tackle, tackle you. He is a good tackler. He's a willing tackler. Um, the problem, though, is, man, he has not looked great in coverage. He has not looked great in coverage. So that that's going to be uh, an issue. A and a it's a very big issue for me. Guys, I will I will answer any questions if you fire in super chats. <laughs> Jason says another four ninety nine. He says, "How has Ibietta looked? That kid is fast, fast. Yeah. You know, yeah, he is fast, huh? Um, he hasn't really run a whole lot with the ones and twos. Um, when he's gotten in there, he's looked good. But I think this is going to be a big red shirt year for him. Uh, we'll see. We'll see." Stephen Fry, our good friend over at Fry Construction, says, LOL, Ben going to be slipping in that chair soon and cranking up AYS when you're not looking. Hey, let me ask you this question. Benjamin, this is my, for everyone who doesn't know, this is my son, Benjamin. Ben, when you get older, do you want to do Daddy's show? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. What? Where's a bird? Oh, Twitter. <laughs> he sees the Twitter icon open. Yeah, it's a bird. I'm like a bird. I was fly away. I don't know where my home is. <laughs> is that funny? What does a bird say? What does a snake say? What does a dog say? <laughs> hey. What do you, what's your, what's your, what's your superhero name? Um, Ryan. No. <laughs> Are you Spider-Man? No, I'm just, I'm Ben. You're Ben? Oh, so you're Ben right now? You're not Spider-Man? Yeah. Ben walks around the house and goes, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> What does Spider-Man do? Climb. He does climb. It's very true. All right, let's get to a couple of these, and then we'll get on out of here. Uh, Brandon Reese says, Anthony Bradford listed at 6'5", 345. He's all of 345, too, man. He's all of 345. Uh, Mr. Henry says, hey, nephew Ben. Say what's up, Pooh. That's Mr. Pooh. Com Uncle Pooh comment. Say, hey, Pooh. Hey, John Bolin says, hashtag ask Blake, has the defense been playing more zone or man coverage? This is a great question, uh, John. They've been playing a lot more zone. They've mixed it up a lot. Uh, they played some man coverage. They played some man coverage. Um, they're going to have to start running some zone, though. They're going to have to incorporate a little bit more of it, in my opinion. Brandon Reese says, hashtag ask Blake, if LSU was so bad that they went 1-11, who would you want that one win to be against Alabama, <laughs> Alabama, no question. Yeah. I, I I hope Alabama loses every game. I hope Nick Saban loses every game from here on out. I I, I hate them. And and, and and honorable mention in this is Texas A and M with the circle jerk that they have in the pregame on Friday. Yeah. Don't repeat that. Okay. Don't say that in front of mommy. We'll, me and you will both get in trouble. Actually, daddy will get in trouble. Okay? No, no, I don't want to 
I know, I know, but daddy said it. Nobody's getting in trouble. Robert LeBlanc says, your boy is your twin. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Eric Johnson says, Ben got to go to LSU first and be an O-lineman. You want to be an O-lineman? Yeah. You want to play center? Yeah. That's right. Well, we got to wake up in the morning and really, really early and start working out. Do you want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm going to push you to the limit like my name's Rick Ross. <laughs> All right, a couple more. Uh, let's see here. I saw that, Zach. Thank you for – you can go ahead and block him if you did. I don't know what peanut roll Todd is. Pooh Bear says, don't call me by my government name. Well, you, you got you, you to gotta show up, dog. You got to show up, brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yerm. 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 All right. Uh, one last. Uh, we got this from Dustin Thibodeau. How did Latarence Wush look? Uh, like a freshman. <laughs> like a freshman. Uh, he, 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 Brian Thomas put the work on him twice today. Great throw. Exceptional throws by uh, Jaden Daniels in the back of the end zone. And, and then Garrett, again, man, you got to give Garrett a lot of uh, credit. Garrett then would come in and fire one right back. It was impressive. Guys, we have quarterbacks at LSU. We have quarterbacks at LSU. There's no question about that. They go back and forth. Here was the best thing for me today, too. Yeah. Was when Garrett made a good play, first person to greet him, Jane Daniels. When Jane Daniels made a good play, first person to greet him, J uh, uh, Garrett Nussmeyer. You got you to love it. You got to love it. Those two men want each other to succeed. Hats off to Jane Daniels. Hats off to Garrett Nussmeyer. I, I I love every sec. I loved every second of today, guys. I'm an offensive dude. Played offense my entire life. All right, last one. Pooh Bear says I'm out here saving the country, and that's how y'all treat me. These big podcasters be tripping. I'm not a big podcaster. I'm just Blake. I'm just Blake, dude. <laughs> uh Jordan says uh sends us 199 via super chat and says bid tuition for fruit snack gummies. He likes those. I can't say that too well. All right, guys, my good buddy Mike Scarborough from Tigerbait.com and Buddy Sanji are doing their show. They're coming up now. Let them know that Blake Rafino, go to Tigerbait.com's YouTube cha uh YouTube channel, LSU Tigers on Tiger Bait, and say, guys, I'm here because Blake Rafino told me to. I appreciate it. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We're going to guest it back up tomorrow as well. It's going to be really fun. Till then, guys, y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.